Hey, my name is Sarah Short and I'm a busy mom of five kids ages 11 to 19. And after almost two decades of parenting, I'm here to share with you everything I've learned from my triumphs and successes and from my biggest mistakes. Think of me as the mom who's been where you are, remembers how hard, hilarious, and exhausting your days are, and wants to help you navigate your days as a mom with courage and intention, all while creating a home life you love and coming out the other side with great relationships with your kids. My Nana once told me, there's no way but through. Turns out she was right in life and in motherhood. So throw in some headphones and come laugh and cry with me as we talk about all things mom. This is the No Way But Through podcast. I cannot believe we're here. This is the first episode in season two of the No Way But Through podcast, and I am so excited to be back here with you guys again. I recorded a wrap-up of season one back in early December, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to season one, episode 14. If you want to get a feel for what this podcast is like and what it's about, or if this is your first episode, I really encourage you to go back and listen to the wrap-up of season one. You will get a great feel about what this podcast is all about. I'm so excited for all that we have ahead of us here in this next season on this podcast. There's so much I want to share with you, and we're going to go there this season. We are going to talk about the really hard things and the topics we tend to shy away from in motherhood, and we're going to dive into some of the toughest lessons I've learned as a young mom and that I carry with me today. My Aunt Ella, she often tells me that the work of motherhood is hard but rewarding. And I don't know that I could sum it up any better. Being a mom is hard. It's hard on our hearts. It's hard on our bodies. And we are learning on the job all the time. And we can often feel like we don't have any training for it. We just got thrown into it and we're supposed to know what to do and how to do it and how to feel and how to be and do all of that over 18 plus years. Well, it's just a lot and it's hard, but the work, the intention that we put into parenting our kids and to being the best moms that we can be to them, it's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Nothing in my life, no successes, no accolades, no praise, no work that I've ever done has been as rewarding as watching my children grow up and learn from me as their mom. I love seeing who they're becoming, and I love who I'm becoming because I'm the mom of my kids. The rewards, they're so great. You guys know this, right? But the work is hard. It's both. And one of the things that I want to do on this podcast this spring is just come alongside you in these hard years when you're young moms and you're learning and you're growing and you're having more babies and you're making mistakes just like I did. And you get up the next day and you try again. I have been where you are and I know what your days look like and I know what your hearts carry. That's what I want to be for you. And that's what I want to be on here in this podcast. A mom that has gone before you, has been there, 
and remembers. I blogged through all of my years as a young mom, and so I wrote it all down in real time. And I haven't forgotten. And in some ways, I'm still in it with you. So if you're new to this podcast this season, I want you to know that I remember and I get it and I know how hard it is and I'm here to encourage you and teach you what I've learned and walk alongside you and be available to you. And I'm so excited about all that I have for you on the No Way But Through podcast this season and sharing with you some of the hard-won wisdom I've learned in the last two decades that I've been a mom. So I wrapped up season one of this podcast in early December, and with that, I've taken the last two months almost completely off of posting on social media and doing the creating on this podcast that I love so much. I love sharing pictures of my kids and my family and our adventures and what I'm still learning as a mom, and it's something I've been doing since social media first hit the scene in the mid-2000s. But the last couple of months, I've taken a break from creating content on my personal pages and over here on this podcast and on Instagram. I focused on my kids and my family in December, which is one of my favorite months of the year. I absolutely love everything Christmas. I got married at Christmas, and it's just a really special time for me, and I really wanted to focus on my family and not so much on online work or online fun. So I thought we'd kick off this new season talking about social media, specifically moms and social media. Social media is multifaceted, right? There are a lot of layers to it. I will tell you as a mom of teens that over the past six or seven years of having teenagers, that it really is something I talk about a lot with my girlfriends and with my peers who also have teenagers because teenagers and social media is a whole big thing. But the more that I've talked about social media and teenagers with my friends and the older that I get and the wiser I get around it the more that I realize and recognize that a lot of the issues that we talk about with our teenagers and about our teenagers on social media, moms have those same issues too. This can be hard to talk about because we don't want to talk about our own issues, right? I mean, I don't want to talk about my issues. (laughs) One of the hardest things we have to do in life is talk about our own junk, right? But almost every time I'm in a conversation with another mom about teenagers and social media, my heart gets stung because I recognize that I'm dealing with, me, Sarah, I'm dealing with a lot of the same things that their teenage girls are dealing with still in my 40s. It's just easier to see in our kids than it is to see in ourselves teenagers and envy and being on their phones too much and scrolling too much and FOMO and exclusivity and passive aggressive comments and well her posts are just a highlight reel and I'm looking at my real life and comparing myself to her and well I'm just gonna block her unfollow her mute her she left me on red How many times have I heard that sentence from my teenagers, which is, I'm sure you guys know, essentially somebody reading your messages and not responding, right? 
How many times do we do those things as moms? Maybe we're less obvious about it, but how many times do we see something or read something that someone posts and intentionally withhold an encouraging response? Intentionally withhold encouragement or acknowledgement for one of a million different reasons. Because I love social media so much, because I love photography and words, and social media is just this perfect platform for somebody who absolutely loves words and photography. I was an early user of Instagram when it first hit the scene. It has changed so, so much in the last, gosh, almost 20 years, all of social media, but some things about it remain the same. And one of the biggest things that has remained remained the same is that on the other side of the screen is a person. A person is posting and a person, a real person, is consuming it. Real people are on the other side of the screen. I could write an entire book or spend an entire season on this podcast talking about social media and all of the issues that we have as a result of social media being part of our lives. But for today, I just want to hone in on three things that have really helped me as a mom and as a user of social media and as a mom to teenagers who use social media as well now and just as a friend who has friends and family on social media. These are really simple but foundational things that just scratch the surface, but I think it could be really helpful to you guys as young moms as you navigate motherhood in a social media world. These are things that others have taught me, moms who have gone before me have helped me to see and opened my eyes to, and some of them are things that I've learned over the last two decades and things that I implement and ways of thinking that have kept me in a healthy relationship with social media. So let's just dive right into it. Number one, when someone posts on social media, they are looking for connection. I can't even tell you how much understanding this has dramatically affected the way I experience social media. Most people who are posting on social media are not out to get you. They are not out to make you envious. Your girlfriend that has in-laws who always babysit her kids overnight so that she and her husband can go on extravagant trips multiple times throughout the year and then she posts photos about it, she is not posting those photos to make you envious. Most people do not go through life with their main goal being to make everyone around them envious of them. Many years ago, when I first started to recognize this and believe this about my own outlook really affecting how I consumed social media, it completely changed the way I saw my friends and what they posted. My friends, my family, my peers, they want to connect. Let's turn it around on us. We go on vacation. My husband takes us on vacation, our family goes somewhere awesome, and we pick out our favorite photos and then we post them on social media. Well, why are we doing that? What are we looking for? What are you looking for when you share that? We want someone to like it, right? 
We want someone to comment on it and say, you guys look great, or this looks amazing, or it looks like you had such a great time. We want people to engage with us, right? We're putting ourselves out there and we want connection with and from other people that are supposedly our friends. When I post photos of my family going on vacation, I'm not trying to make people envious. I'm not trying to puff myself up or trying to hide what's going on in my real life behind the scenes. I want to make a connection with the people that I know that are viewing it, that are clicking on my photos and seeing what I post. Isn't that what you want when you post on social media? This whole concept of pulling up Instagram and remembering that people want a connection has completely changed the way I view things and the way I view my friends when I open up these apps. It makes me want to engage. It makes me want to comment and encourage them. It makes me want to enter into someone else's joy because they've reached out for a connection and I want to and am going to engage with that. How you go into opening an app and where your heart is when you open it will dramatically affect your experience with it. If you are looking for what someone else is doing wrong, if you're cynical when you open it, it will be hard for you to engage in healthy ways. But embracing a perspective of compassion and empathy and grace for others will have you seeking out opportunities to encourage others, to cheer for your friends, and to love even the strangers that you follow out on there, to encourage them as well. That's what I want. That's who I want to be. And listen, if I see someone acting crazy or even hurtful online, When we choose to not be offended, we realize that maybe they're hurt. Maybe it isn't about us at all. We have the opportunity to be gracious and kind. Then we become part of what is good about social media. I have issues. You have issues. Other people have issues. Other moms have issues. We all have things we're dealing with. And those things, they're going to come out on social media. They're going to come out in our posts. They're going to come out in the ways that we engage. But what if we look for the good? What if we seek to not judge the why behind someone's posts and just extend grace and kindness. It is so hard to do the work of not being cynical. It is. I know that it is. But it is so worth it to do the work of opening an app and being kind and gracious and empathetic in the ways that you engage. Opening up Instagram or Snapchat or another social media app that you're on with cynicism, it won't make your friendships better. It won't make your connections better and it won't make you better. It will hurt your friendships and it'll hurt your relationships. But if you can, if you can engage with empathy and grace and kindness, your friendships will grow and be better for it. Let's think about being part of ending the gossip that goes on in and around social media and 
the harshness, and even the refusal to see the good in other people. I keep this perspective in front of mind before I even open a social media app. And now, after a lot of years of practice, it's really become second nature to me. And it has affected in really positive ways my real life relationships. It's been good for my mental health and it's given me a lot of opportunities to honor God with my words as I engage with people on social media, especially my real life friends. Number two, teach your kids about social media from a really young age. I can't overstate how invaluable this can be in your life as a mom and with your kids. I'm putting my big sister hat on here because for most of you, I'm several, if not many years ahead of you in parenting, and I really want you to hear me on this one. One of the things that can happen just naturally to us as moms is that if we are not intentional to do it differently, is that when we're on social media and we use Instagram or Twitter or Snapchat or whatever it is that we're using, we can see all the dangers of it and all the hard stuff about it and all the envy and junk that we just talked about. And we end up just scared of our kids getting a phone because there's just no way we want them in that world, right? And so anytime we think about social media and our kids, even our growing kids as they're getting older, we don't want to hand them a phone and we don't want them to get on social media, right? So we put it off, we put them off getting a phone, and then eventually at whatever age you decide to give them a phone and they're able to get on social media, they're essentially thrown to the wolves to deal with it, right? It really ends up being their first experience with it. And then we're playing catch up because we never really taught them. We never really showed them how to use it and what we were doing with it and how we were using it and showed them and taught them about the pitfalls and the awesome parts about social media, how they can now use it, how they can have healthy boundaries and accurate perspectives. How can they do this if we don't teach them and we don't show them? One of the best things that you can do to prepare your kids to be social media users later on in life as teenagers is to have conversations with them about social media now, about what you're doing on social media from the time they're really, really little. I'm talking like three and four years old. There is so much good in and around social media. There is tremendous opportunity. People are out here changing the world through social media. You guys know this. If you use it, you know this. And if you don't believe it, just Google Mr. Beast. Our kids know who he is and he's out there changing the world through YouTube. So much of what we do in parenting is weighing opportunity and risk, right? Social media has so much opportunity for our kids to do good in the world. It's there for us to use it for good, to encourage others, to create, to teach or sell something or be entrepreneurial. Are there dangers to social media? Of course. Is there risk? Of course. 
but the way we frame our conversations about social media in our house and how we've been talking to our kids about it since my very early blogging days back in 2007 when I had just toddlers is that you can change the world with it. You can make people's lives better. You can lift someone up who is sad or discouraged. You can enter into the joy of your friends' lives and how they're experiencing life. You can cheer on your favorite sports team and be part of a bigger global conversation about why we aren't in the Super Bowl this year. We talk about social media with the framework I gave you in Season 1, Episode 8. We parent it out of wisdom, not fear. With great opportunity comes risk. Is there scary and bad stuff about social media? Yes, for sure. It can be harmful, detrimental, and very unwise when used inappropriately. But there is so much good, too. My teenagers see it. They know this. And it's going to be part of their world. It's going to be part of your kids' future worlds, whether you like it or not, right? So we manage the risk. We don't allow our 10-year-old to have a smartphone and be on social media. We help put up guardrails. And as moms, we need guardrails too with it. But we want to raise responsible risk takers that can make the world better because they're in it, part of it, and fearless in the pursuit of doing good with it. Let me talk to you very practically about how that's played out here in my life and with my kids and social media and the good that I think it's done. And I think that'll be helpful to you guys as you think about this social media and your little kids and what that looks like as you're teaching and training them. So when my oldest son was three years old, I started a blog. That's essentially old school social media these days. I would write, I would post, I would post pictures and then... I would wait for a connection, right? I would wait for people to leave comments on my blog. That's how it went way back then, almost 20 years ago. One of the things I intentionally did back then was show my kids what I was posting about them. I would pull up my blog and they would crawl into my lap and I would show them the pictures that I had posted or the things that we had of the things we had done. And I would read them the stories that I'd written about them. And I would talk to them about what I was posting and what I was sharing and why. That I wanted grandma and grandpa to be able to see our pictures of the stuff that we were doing in our life in Michigan. That I wanted to encourage other moms who had young kids too and how I was processing things and about what God was teaching me. And this was a pattern that we developed in our house from the time my kids were toddlers. When I had my last child, my girl, my daughter in 2012, I was already using multiple social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all the things that moms used. And I continued that same pattern with my kids as I began using new social media platforms and as things have evolved. I would pull up Instagram and still do all the time with my kids that aren't on there and show them what I'm posting what I'm writing about, and what I'm saying about them on there. The pictures that I'm sharing and the videos that I'm posting and the reels that I'm making. And even now, they love getting on my No Way But Through page over there and seeing what I'm posting about my podcast. 
I've included my kids on my social media journey since they were really little. They've grown up with it. They know what it is and they know why I use it. And they know how I use it. I talk to them about the really awesome things about social media and posting online and sharing online. And I talk to them too about some of the stuff that's really hard, some of the dangers and pitfalls of it as well. A few years ago, I had a somewhat hard situation on social media. I'm not going to share much detail here, but I want to tell you this story because it's a story about how I included social media and included my son in teaching him on it. So someone that I was acquaintances with, I'd had coffee with, uh, I think once, she sent me a message about something I'd posted that she disagreed with. We engaged back and forth in the message, uh, in in the message section, and I told her that I understood her perspective and that I would think on it, but that I really disagreed with her, and I gave her the why behind that. We hadn't had any other interactions in real life or online, and she hadn't commented or liked anything else that I'd posted. And then a few weeks later, she left a really unkind comment on something that I posted. This time, it was a comment on my post that could be seen by my friends and family on my personal account. And my personal account is private, so it's just me and people that I know in real life. And So I deleted her comment because it was so unkind. I then sent a message to her and I told her that it seemed that to now be a pattern, that she wasn't engaging with me in anything thoughtful outside of criticism. And that if she was going to leave comments like that on my posts going forward, that I really felt like the best thing would be for her to unfollow me because it seemed that the things I was posting were really bothering her and she really disagreed with. She actually responded to my message and told me that she disagreed with me before and she disagrees with me now and that she was going to go ahead and unfollow me. And she did. I felt like that was best then and I still now feel like that was best. I remember telling my teenage son about it because he had overheard me talking about it with my husband and he wanted to know what had happened. So I explained to him what it was about and what the posts were and I'll never forget his response. He was so mad for me. He was like, tell me who it is because I will go troll them on their social media. This was actually an awesome opportunity for me as a mom then to talk to him about what we don't do on social media and why. Leaving nasty or unkind comments on friends or acquaintances posts because we disagree with them is not it. Respectful dialogue behind the scenes can be really, really good. And that when someone does or says something unkind on social media, we do not have to repay it. I actually think this was a turning point for him because the tone of some of his online social media dialogue changed. I watched it change. We can, in respectful ways, include our kids on our social media journey, even your little three and four-year-olds. You can show them what you're posting about them. 
let them watch the videos of them that you're sharing on Instagram and the pictures that you share and the words that you write about how proud you are of them. My kids treasure these moments with me and they love that their mom loves them like this and speaks about them like this on social media. We talk a lot about the good of social media, about how grandma can see our pictures and about how friends that still live in Michigan and in Baltimore can get a peek into what's going on in our family. So we talk about how social media can be used for good and how it can be used not for good, as in the example I just gave you. Speaking of good, here's a really practical tip for you mamas whose kids don't want to take photos. One of the things that I have talked about with my kids over the years is that I love to create. I love photography and I love words and I love to put those two things together. And so social media is a great outlet for me to be able to do that and share it with others and encourage others along the way. So one of the ways that this has practically played out for my kids and in our family life is with family pictures. My friends have asked me over the years, gosh, Sarah, how do you get your kids to pose for you when you're on vacation and you get these amazing family photos? It seems like your kids are so cooperative and they'll just take photos with you guys whenever you want. This has been a very intentional conversation I've had with my kids. This has been something I've intentionally taught them. I teach my kids that I love photos of them. I love photos of our family. And I teach them to see me not just as mom, not just as their mom, but as a person, as Sarah, who loves photos of her family and loves to create and loves to make Instagram posts and loves to tell our family stories with pictures and words and that they get to love me well by letting me take photos of them when we're out and about, when we go to New York City, when we go to the beach. And yes, if they cooperate and do it really quick, it'll be very unintrusive in their lives and in the moment, and we'll snap a quick picture and we'll move on. I now have years of photos of my family just out and about doing life because from a very young age, I intentionally taught my kids that mom loves photos and loves capturing memories and I helped them see me as someone other than just mom. And they get this now. So when we go to Ravens games and we're out on the town and we're on vacation and I want a quick photo, they hop in it, we take the photo, snap it quick, and then we move on with life. I say this and I tell you this to encourage you young moms that you can now, while your kids are little, you can train them in this way and help them to see that you value photos and you value being in photos with them and you value the moment that they give you to let mom take it. It teaches them to value you to value what you care about as a person, as another human being. And it's an incredible life skill for them that you get to be part of helping them learn. Number three, social media breaks are good. I've said this before in past episodes, and I think you guys know this about me now, but I really don't like rules 
I don't like feeling boxed in and I don't like playing by the rules that feel unnecessary to me, if that makes sense. Boundaries are super important. And as I just mentioned, guardrails help us. God's word gives us boundaries that are really important, but unnecessary rules and doing things a certain way because it's just some kind of formula that someone made up and I don't really see the good in it. I really don't like those kinds of rules. I just, I never have, and I probably never will. Just ask Jason. And I have seen over the years so many different ways that people use to take breaks from social media. I've seen one hour a day, one day a week, one week a month, people take a break. I see people come online and say, hey, I'm going to take a break now for an extended period or a certain amount of time. I've just never subscribed really to any kind of pattern or taking any kind of plotted outbreak from social media, if that makes sense. Really, for me, I feel like my heart just knows. It knows when I need to step back. I know when my family needs more of me. I know when we're in a hard season with one or more of my kids and I need to put my phone aside and I need to engage with them more. Like I said about wrapping up season one of this podcast, I had been pouring myself out for many months, working really hard on it. And it was the first time I'd really stepped into a lot of work. And my heart just knew that I needed to take a hard stop. I needed to take a break and I needed and wanted to focus on my family for the months of December and January. I didn't post on my personal social media sites either for most of these last two months because I just needed a break. I didn't make an announcement or come on and say anything really. I just stepped back. My heart knew that I needed to take a break from creating and posting and writing and responses and comments and likes and all things that I love and just really engage with my family on a deep level while my kids were out of school for most of December and January. Breaks are just good. They're good in most ways and in most situations in life. Every once in a while, I stop eating gluten for a while. Sometimes I stop eating sugar for a little bit or I stop drinking any alcohol at all for a season or I step back from shopping because I just know my heart needs a break. I need a reset. My, my mind and heart need a break. So I'm not going to give you a formula or dish out any kind of advice to you about how or when you should take breaks from social media or step back a bit. I just want to tell you that it's good. It's a good reset. It's good to step back and not be bombarded with daily images and reels and videos. And it's good too if you're a creative and you love posting to take a step back and just stop for a little bit. For me, my creativity bucket, it fills all the way up again when I step back for a little while. I get newly inspired and I start to itch to get back at it again because I love photos and I love posting and I love words and I love this podcast and you young mamas, I love all of it. So taking a break like I did these past two months, 
taking a break, my creativity bucket is filled to the brim because I haven't been pouring myself out consistently and draining to empty. And now I want to again and I'm ready to again. And I've just come out of this season of being really present with my kids. And now they're back in school and my teenager, our teenagers are back doing their stuff and doing their things. And it just feels good and it feels right and it feels responsible and smart to be back at it again. Breaks are good. Sometimes the heart just knows, right? Back to teenagers. Their hearts often don't know. So sometimes we need to facilitate the break for them. But that's for another time for another episode. So those are just three things I wanted to encourage you with today as you engage with and on social media. One, your outlook matters. In fact, your outlook is so important. Remember, most people are looking to connect And you get to choose whether or not you want to engage. But seeing social media through that lens has helped me to keep it in perspective. It's helped keep bitterness away and envy away and really helped me to have compassion and grace for the person on the other end who's putting themselves out there. And it's made me want to engage in encouraging ways. Number two, include your kids and teach them from a young age Teach them how you use social media and tell them what's awesome about it and tell them what's hard about it in age-appropriate ways. You will begin to empower them from a very young age to be able to engage in healthy ways in social media as they get older because they've seen their mom doing it for years. And number three, take breaks. When your heart tells you you need a break, when you feel envy taking root, when you feel discontentment taking root, when you feel that social media is becoming an idol and you're just addicted and you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and you know you're wasting time, take a break. Take it. It's brave and courageous to take a break. Reach out to a friend and see if she'll take a break with you, another mom friend, and or set a time limit that helps you. I'm going to take a break for a month, or I'm going to take a break every night after dinner, whatever it is. But take breaks, because it really will help you with your perspective on it and on people and just on the platform as a whole. So that's it for today. Speaking of social media, we'll be hanging out over there on Instagram. So if you're not on a break, we'll be hanging out over there talking about a lot of these things. So if you haven't joined our community over on Instagram, I encourage you to hop over and follow No Way But Through over there. There are some amazing moms over there, and I would love for you to come be part of it. Come follow along and see what we're talking about. Um, We would just love to have you over there. Also, it's a great place for you to connect with me. If you want to send me a message, if you want to ask me something, we have a question box every week, and Instagram messages are a great way for you to get me. I'm regularly on there answering your guys' questions. So hop on over to No Way But Through on Instagram. So, so glad to be back with you guys. So excited for all that's ahead this season for us. I'm cheering for you. I care so much about your lives as young moms and about helping you grow and learn and not make the mistakes that I made, but be able to learn from the wisdom that I've gained over the last two decades of being a mom. 
I'll see you guys next time as we talk about all things mom on the No Way But Through podcast. You've just listened to another episode of the No Way But Through podcast. If you want to connect with other like-minded moms and join our growing online community, head on over to Instagram and follow along with us at No Way But Through. You can always reach me over there throughout the week. And if you'd like to financially support this podcast, there's a link at the bottom of every episode where you can do just that.